to another edition of LGBT in the ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again on the Outsports Podcast Network. And with Journalist January firmly in the rear view, um, even though it was an outstanding month of shows and guests, can't thank all of the guests enough, we are jumping back into our interviews with out proud LGBTQ pro wrestlers and we're kicking that off this week by welcoming uh, Don't Die Miles onto the show. Now uh, for those that don't know Miles, he's uh, definitely made a name for himself in the uh, the Indiana scene, into the Ohio scene there, uh, starting to branch out into other areas as well. Um, and honestly, he's just best known for his in-ring style, which is very high-risk, high-flying um, very never say die, as alludes to the name. Um, but outside of the ring too, he's just one of the most positive influences, one of the most positive people that you can be around in wrestling. Um, and he came out as pansexual back in October. Um, and you know, I I think that Miles is an is a person that I've wanted to chat to since that moment. Um, and he just seems like an from the from a distance at least before I actually get the chance to sit down and talk to him, he just seemed like a chill, down to earth person um, who had a lot of experiences that that he could that he could speak to and um, you know sitting down with Miles basically confirmed that and I'm very glad that I had the chance to do so, um, especially on such a big week for him um, because if you're listening to this on Thursday, later tonight. Over on independentwrestling.tv, uh, OWA's Good Trouble show is debuting over there. And on that show, My- uh, Miles is taking on Trisha Dora for the Pan African World Diaspora World Wrestling Championship. Um, and what, you know, Miles has described as one of the largest matches, uh, most important matches in his career to this date. So. Definitely, uh, after this interview, go check that show out later tonight, um, or at any point, uh, whenever, <laughs> whenever uh, if you're not listening to this on a Thursday. Either way, though, stick it here with us, because we are about to chat with uh, Mr. Drink Some Water himself, Don't Die Miles. What's up, guys, gals, and non-binary pals? Welcome back. To LGBT in the ring, and I am super excited to have as my guest this week our first wrestler guest for 2021, coming out of Journalist January that we did over the past month. Um, I don't know if he'll agree with this, but to me, he is the sunflower of pro wrestling currently <laughs> in terms of just putting out all kinds of positive vibes. The current reigning New Wave Pro Crossroads champion, um, and someone who has been making a name for himself um, within Paradigm Pro. Countless other indies are there within the Ohio Valley, and you can check him out on Thursday, whenever this show drops, February 11th, on IWTV at OWA's Good Trouble, taking on Trisha Dora for the Pan-African World Diaspora Wrestling Championship. Don't die, Miles. Welcome to LGBT in the Ring. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I appreciate you for having me so much, Brian. Like, um, we also got No Hook dropping on Wednesday. Yes. So... 
you guys want to check that out it's gonna be trust me it's 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 amazing like not ooh, i can't give you any spoilers but <laughs> drop i'm telling you you're, you're gonna love it you're gonna love it no that the first the first edition of no hook was great like i i really liked the like jay rose's vision for like that melding of of hip-hop and and yes. uh wrestling there like i love the promos being basically just like like skit tracks on a rap album basically yeah. like it's just it just all works really well so i'm excited to see the second edition <laughs> i heard uh hoodfoot's promo about like stand up for me and everything i was like this man is actually in the street and i was like this is this is great i love it like Jay Rose is an absolute genius when it comes to stuff like that. Like I give him all the props. Like I give him the props and I give everybody a parrot on the props. Like they, they got something special going on right now. And I just love it. Like I'm happy to be a part of it. Okay. Mm. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. My cats run around here all the time. You can hear them cameoing <laughs> on the podcast every once in a while. And make them mow a lot. My no, cat's but- spoiled, man. Like <laughs> he, just, he just loves to be around his dad a lot. No, and he just like spoiled. He gets like separations out and everything. So sorry about that. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Well, I do want to talk about like your origins in pro wrestling a bit, but since we're already talking about J Rose and Paradigm and No Hook and everything, like this is something else I wanted to talk to you about because we've seen in in that area and in Indiana and kind of outwardly from that, you know, into Ohio and everything, we've mm-hmm. seen. Um, this kind of influx in black talent and this influx in black leadership or, or leadership in prom in promotions where they are uh, making a point to feature more black talent. What has it been like for you to work with a company like paradigm that has J Rose, um, you know, partially behind it there um, or other companies like OWA that have made a point to, to highlight black talent in the ring. I feel very honored for them to have me because uh, when I first started off, I was, I was just trying to make my, trying to, just trying to wrestle and just trying to be humble and just, uh, when J Rose talked to me about bringing me on a paradigm and I was, I was so, I was so like shocked and happy. And I was like, really me? Like out of all people, you picked me. I was like, I don't, I just love that he chose me and I hope that I don't, I don't, I don't pretty much let him down every time. Like, uh, I hope that I make them proud and I hope that I'm just very excited for him to have me and i'm just very humbled and i'm I'm happy to be on the show mm. no i mean and, and honestly like you're you being on those shows i think is well earned like you've, you've definitely made a name for yourself over the last year so i remember the the gift from the paradigm show at the collective just constantly looping like you'd hitting that shooting star off, off the top to the floor you want to know what's funny yeah i actually close my eyes when i do it it's very scary but <laughs> Every time I open up my eyes, I'm like, I made it. God, I made it. You just trusted everybody, everybody to catch you. Yeah. I tell everybody all the time. He's like, what? I'm just like, yeah, I close my eyes and I just do it. And I just like, don't think about it. But this is very weird. And I'm just like, I made it. Thank God I, get, I made it. But I'm, I'm just so happy that like, I haven't like, um, I've used to miss some of the shooting star presses around my early days. And I'll be like, oh man, this stuff sucks. And then when you have people are in your circle and that are positive and they bring that 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 passion that drive out of you i'm just happy that i have a good circle around me and that that pushes me to new heights and new levels mm. i mean honestly like just from your like online presence it seems like it'd be very hard to not be positive around you like you exude this level of positivity like you're always on twitter telling everybody to drink water and take care of themselves and you know like all this I, other stuff Sorry, go ahead. 
No, sorry about that. Uh, I, I tuned in to uh, Twitch earlier today, and I told Lord Crew to drink some water because he looked a little dehydrated. So if he's watching his Lord Crew, drink some more water, sir. You out there streaming on Twitch, looking a little dehydrated. Please drink some water. <laughs> no, like it just, it just seems like you you are like a welcome difference in terms of like how um a lot of pro wrestling in the past has been or pro wrestlers rather have portrayed themselves in a way like it's just you have a very very positive vibe to you and it rubs off on a lot of people is that something that you like actively wanted to cultivate for yourself whenever entering pro wrestling or is that just you that's that's just like you coming through that's that's what i always wanted to do like make pro wrestling better than what where i found it and just to make it make it a very positive environment then like at the end of the day, we all are human and we all are performers and we all are positive people outside of wrestling. And I just want to make sure that I bring an impact and make sure that my my story is more moving to others than it is to like like I want to I want to pretty much change the landscape of wrestling one day and just make sure that letting everybody know that like, hey, it's okay to be positive, it's okay to be. I'm like pretty much. I look up to Kobe Kingston because he's doing his positive things and I just want to make a difference in professional wrestling and change the landscape of it is today, pretty much. Hmm. Well, I mean, you're off to a good start, I would say, um, here in just the, the few years that you've been in, in the ring so far. I um, mean, let's take it back to the, to the beginning real quick. So um, before you ever think of stepping into the ring, what's your, what's your first experience with pro wrestling that kind of hooks you into it? Like all the when I when I was growing up, I um I used to watch uh, Velocity a lot with my brother, and we got hooked on it like instantly. And then we watched SmackDown. We never get got to watch Raw because of the issues I had with growing up. And um, we, that was like my mainstay was like SmackDown and Velocity every Thursday night, every Friday night on UPN in Chicago and stuff like that. And uh, I've I've got hooked on it ever since since like I would say 2003, 2004, mm. 2007, and like from 2003, 2004 here on out, like I still have the Smash versus Raw games and Smash Up Mouth games like that. Um, and ever since then, I've been uh, watching them ever since, and I just I love wrestling. I try to watch any and all kind of wrestling, and try to study as much as I can and try to learn as much as I can, try to go to seminars, try to improve on promos every single day and try to stay positive, stay humble as much as I can and just try to make sure I put in the work and make sure that uh, I get noticed when I do and try to make sure that I bring an impact to professional wrestling. Mm. No, I still have my copy of like SmackDown, just bring it somewhere around this desk. So nice. like I totally, I totally feel you on that like i think i think video games are a, gr a great entry point for people when it comes to like finding pro wrestling and you know cultivating a love for it um were there any specific uh wrestlers that you kind of latched onto once you started watching velocity and, and smackdown back in 0304 i would say jamie noble ah. and uh I would say Jamie Noble, and then I would say the most, the most, the most it was was Jamie Noble because growing up, I've, I Brian Kitman, Billy Billy Kitman, um, Billy Kitman was one of them as well, and I would say Jeff Hardy, 
I would say Matt Hardy because they top two top two uh, people in the industries right right now. I would say my opinion I like a lot. Um, it's been like a Kane, all the people like Kane, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and that Attitude Era was one of the main people that like one of the main eras that was uh, movements to me personally and. I just felt inspired and I felt like I can do this. And I felt like I can be myself in wrestling. Mm. And cause Jeff Hardy was one of the main focus points of my inspiration. And he uh, pretty much inspired me so that I can inspire others to do wrestling wrestling as well. No, I think the Jeff Hardy influence definitely comes through, especially in ring for you, like where you're just like very death defying. I mean, you adopted "Don't Die" as your like as your moniker there, which has a different has connotations in different ways. But like definitely in ring, like I, I, I kind of curious like, to go back to to Jamie Noble as someone that inspired you because like Jamie Noble, I think is a lot of people a lot of people look look to him as like you know one of the the better like technical wrestlers of of his era in a way but he also like is very kind of flies under the radar sometimes whenever it comes to um other personalities and other people that that came out of that era as well what was it about jamie noble that that inspired you uh before jeff hardy it was jamie noble and uh, his selling and like his storytelling and like him just all over the place it was just like <laughs> it was that that his character really related to like being being the person that like just he when he sells he like he sells up and he see his facial expressions as well and he just his character overall is what connected with me before Jeff Hardy and he just I connected with him it's um but after that it was just like Jeff Hardy's like oh, okay now it's just but I would love to see Jamie Noble versus Jeff Hardy. That would be cool, actually. Oh, yeah, no. I, I'd be here for that, too. <laughs> no, I, I did, um, going back to the, the ring thing from this weekend, I, I heard you tell a story about your relationship with your mom as well as, like, between your wrestling fandoms as well, about how you were a big Jeff Hardy fan and your mom was a big Undertaker fan. Yes. And then they had that ladder match on Raw, and there was a, a, yes. a conflict there. Well, tell me a little bit more about about that relationship. <laughs> um, my my mom, she she like if I show her the clip today, she's probably like, yeah, Undertaker. But I'll be like, okay, mom, but he's beat up Jeff Hardy. She's like, okay, so and I'm pretty sure she'd be like, but because she drawed, she she drew into the Undertaker, and she loves him so much to where. I can be rooting for Jeff Hardy. She'd be like, nah, put it down. I, I want to see Undertaker whoop some butt. I'm just like, all right, but he's going against Jeff Hardy. Can we please just turn on like something else? Because <laughs> I don't want to see my two, my two, like my mom, she was like, okay. Sorry, I'm rambling again. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I you're, you're fine. You're good. Um, my mom, she she connected with Jeff Hardy in a way to where uh I didn't know that she loved uh Matt, uh, she loved Undertaker and she would be like, oh, I want to watch SmackDown. I'm like, really? You want to watch SmackDown? She's like, yeah, let's watch SmackDown. I was like, okay, let's watch SmackDown. And then she would watch Undertaker and she'd go straight to sleep and I'll be like, okay, we can't watch the rest of the show. I was like, nah. I, just, I was here for Undertaker. I was like, okay, cool. Like, And then um, I've never showed her the Jeff Hardy match versus the Undertaker match yet, but 
I've always watched it and I always like look back at it to where it's just like it's it's inspiring to me to where two of the guys that I grew up watching and my mom I didn't know that she liked the Undertaker as as much as she did and then it just like moved me more to where she loves wrestling she's one of the people I grew up with loving and watching wrestling and just it was just a connection ever since then mm. That's amazing to hear because like some of those familial bonds with, with these things that, that we find ourselves like really delving deep into fandoms with, um, those can make those, those, uh, those bonds stronger in a lot of ways, you know, yes. even if it is like rooting back and forth for, for people in a match, like, <laughs> I totally, I totally get my mom was, um, when I was growing up in the South, my mom was like a huge Shawn Michaels fan and I was a big Bret Hart fan. And the first mm -hmm. pay-per-view I ever bought was WrestleMania 12. So like, <laughs> just nice, just clashing heads all the time. But no, like it, it, it really can like in, like make that 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 um love for something stronger to have people around you that are into it as well. Even if she is turning off the TV after Undertaker segment. <laughs> <laughs> my brother, my brother also loves Stone Cold Steve Austin, and uh, then like my I didn't notice this, but like my sisters they used to watch wrestling too, but they grew out of it. And then they would be like, oh, we wanted to watch Triple H. I was like, really? They're like, oh, no, he's old now. I'm like, but he still can go, though. Like, they still underestimate Triple H and Shawn Michaels and them. But, um, like, growing up, I'm the youngest out of seven. So, like, mm -hmm. they all watched wrestling. And then they stopped watching wrestling. The only three people that started watching wrestling, well, the only three people that watches wrestling now is me, my brother, and sometimes my mom, whenever she can catch it. And we just been just been watching wrestling ever since we have not grew out of it. So um, that's that's the kind of bond that me, my brother, and my mom still have. And we was able to still watch it after we still like after like growing up and everything. Mm -hmm. No, it's it's awesome to hear like the, that that through line is still there for you, and it's very evident also like whenever you're in the ring. We'll get to this a little bit later, but mm -hmm. watching you after winning the new way pro crossroad championship last month um just the emotion that came from you and like speaking to your mom through the camera like you could see that bond um come through very very easily um in in how you reacted after winning that championship so like yeah it seems strong sorry no you're good you're good you're good <laughs> i uh i looked in the camera i said mom do this for you because i feel like that she was in the hospital at that point, wasn't she? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm. she was in the hospital at that point. And I was like, I just hope that I get to do something positive for her and show her that I, youngest out of seven, hopefully that I, she done right by me because um, after me, she always say that after me, there will be no more. And she always looked at me and started crying. I was like, what's wrong? And then she was like, I just want you to know that I've, I'm very proud of you and Cause she would like be in the hospital and every, every now and then again, I was at, I'll call and check up on her. Like, Hey Ma, how you doing? And, um, she'd be like, how you been baby? And I'm like, I've been doing good. And I try to talk to her and ask her how she's doing everything. How's her day been? And I've just, I just want to do right, right by being the last of seven and just making her proud. Hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I think you're definitely doing that so far, uh, at least from what from what other audiences have seen, you know, um, I can't speak to your mom specifically, but I would hope that like just based off of everybody else's reactions to you, like, I think that, that you're doing that job well. 
Um, so at what point after, oh yeah, no problem. You're very welcome. Um, so at what point uh, do you start watching wrestling and start kind of thinking about this is something that you want to do? Uh, I would say like in 2014, 13, like I've always wanted to do wrestling. I just mm. never knew how to get into it. Mm. Um, I would say in 2014, I was like, all right, I'm going to move to Indy. I moved to Indy with my cousin, um, my, my uh, cousin, and I was like, all right. So at the end of maybe 2014, well, like the beginning of 2014, actually, January, I started training and I've, uh, I started training. And I was like, all right, I'm going to really do this. And then my brother, he wanted to try it as well. And then he was like, nah, man, this ain't for me. Like, I'm short. Um, <laughs> he started making all his excuses. And I was like, all right, bro, you got to you gotta get to it. And uh, he, it wasn't for him. But he still loved watching it. And I knew that it was for me because I kept going and I never gave up. And um, I started training in 2014. And ever since then, I've just kept going. Hmm. It is interesting you bring up like your your brother like talking about like you know like different physical limitations kind of like keeping him out of the ring. You yourself mm -hmm. like you you are undersized, but like you you wrestle a style that is like fits you perfectly. And but was there any um like cause for concern for yourself or any like pushback from anybody when you went into training because you were undersized at, at that point? Because obviously there's been a a shift in how like the perception of what what kind of wrestler like what body type what what personality can um really get over and thrive in this business but was that at all a concern that you faced whenever you were entering training uh yes i still face it every day and i'm just like uh i'm too small i'm too skinny i'm too short like i'm five foot four and i'm 25 and it's just like i'm I still doubt myself to where I'm just like, can I still do this? And I still get butterflies before I go out to the curtain. I'm just like, I'm nervous. I'm shaky. Um, I'm only 135 pounds. What if they don't like me? What if, what if something happens and I fuck up on something or something like that? But I, I, after I hit that curtain, I'm just like, um, I'm here. As the butterflies go away, I'm just like, okay, we're really doing this. I always tell myself like, okay, take a step back. And just realize what you're doing. What you're doing is positive. What you're doing is changing people's lives. And I would just like go out and just give it my all. No, I mean that's that's the right attitude to have. Like you have to try and defy these things yourself, like before anybody else sees it. And then once you do, like other people will see it. So yes, no, I, I've actually watched uh, Jet Lee last night, and he said the biggest critic is yourself. And that's something that my girlfriend was telling me. And I was like, really? And then I never noticed it until Jet Li said it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. You say it don't mean shit unless Jet Li says it. <laughs> I apologize. I'm sorry. No, but you're yeah. good. Um, I would say Cole Radrick and my girlfriend, uh, Jerry the Fan. Um, she, she's been there. They, they've been there for me ever since. And my circle of people have been there for me to pick me up ever since. And I appreciate every single one of them because without – Without them, I would probably be, I would probably quit wrestling after that. Like I was so miserable as Miles Morales, and I didn't want to tell anybody that because I didn't want to hurt my feelings. Um, it wasn't me, and I just wanted to wrestle, and I just kept the name. I just, I just wanted to make people happy that I was still wrestling, and I want to make my mom proud and everybody else proud.
Mm. Well, it's, it's interesting that you bring up the the Miles Morales name because that's the kind of the, where I was going to next because you obviously you wrestled for a while under the name Miles Morales, obviously a play off of the the Marvel character, the Spider-Man there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, late last year, you made the decision to drop Morales and just go forward as don't don't die Miles. Um, yes. So what was what was it about the Miles Morales name um, that really bothered you in wrestling under it and what ultimately made you um, push to make that change for yourself? It was copyright because I was scared to get sued and um, everybody was telling me like, hey, like you have to like you have to do this, you have to do that. And I was like, I was just tired of like um, what other people wanted and I wanted I had to make myself happy because I wanted to wrestle up under a name that I feel comfortable with. And I wanted to make sure that everybody knew me as this person instead of this person that I wasn't happy with. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make sure that I still am positive, but I'm also uh, forced to be reckoned with. Mm. What, what, what was it about the Miles Morales name that you didn't like? Like, obviously, the copyright issues notwithstanding, because like, yes, Marvel, like they'll bring a hammer down on you. But yeah. like, but other than that, like, what was it about wrestling under Miles Morales that just didn't click with you? Um, believe it or not, I actually didn't know anything about Miles Morales when I didn't pick the name or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but my name, uh, Miles was more to me than, uh, just Miles Morales Spider-Man kid. Mm -hmm. I wanted to let people know that, Hey, I'm still Miles, but I'm also don't die Miles. Like I, I can turn that switch to where, oh, I'm about to go in this ring and mess it up because I, I, I my heart is still in it, and I can still push that gear to where it's, it's, it's look like I'm getting ready to. If you don't mind me cursing, um, fuck some shit up because I, I, I take pride in my name and I want to put the positivity out there for people that like to drink water and just have a better day than what they're actually having and just be positive overall. Cause there are some people that's going to try to knock you down. And with, with that being said, you have to stay positive and stay motivated and stay humble because we are all in a pandemic. And uh, I've had my fair share of people that uh, wanted to knock me down, but I've just ignored that. And I just kept on pushing and just try to stay positive and stay focused on the goal and what is the goals at hand in my circle of people that uh, help me lift me up like J Rose, Cole, and everybody else like Tankman, like Isaiah Broner. Uh, they encouraged me to get ready for Morales too, as well as being myself. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting to hear that that you had other like wrestling peers that that were supportive of that. Not necessarily that they were supportive, but like that. Um, that there were people that were that were there like saying like yeah like this is definitely something that you need to do you know because like you had basically made your your name um on miles morales but obviously that wasn't you and yeah. you wanted to take that next step so did you experience any any blowback from anyone whenever you did make the change not really everybody was very positive towards it and i was sort of like i wasn't disappointed but i was like Huh. Okay. Uh, 
I wish I wish a bitch would say something pretty much about me changing the <laughs> name, but I was like, it's cool. Like, uh, I'm gonna still go with Don't Die Miles because that's who I am. Mm. And I'm gonna go with what what brings positivity to the world. And I'm gonna go with what what my what I, what my gut is, what my, what my gut feeling is. Because sometimes people pick things and it's not right for that person, but it's it's also it's I for like the first what four or five years of my career, mm-hmm. I had the Miles Morales name. Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy at all. I was very miserable, and I just wanted to wrestle. I was thrown in scrambles a lot. I was you said what? And everybody knew I was miserable, and I I just tried to hide as much as I could, and I tried to suck it up and just go out there and just give my best performance. And I feel more happy with this name now because. I feel like I have no chains on me. I feel like I have no like no boundaries on me as much as I like I have I feel like that I can go out there and be myself. Mm. And it definitely it definitely comes can, through. As long as I don't die pretty much. <laughs> yes, exactly. Please don't die. Which actually <laughs> I'm curious asking you um what what was the significance of the don't die moniker for you personally? Like obviously it has a lot of connotations where it comes like obviously you do a lot of like high flying stuff in the ring, you take a lot of risks in that way, but also like it speaks to like your spirit, your your um like unending like push to like not give up in the face of adversity or anything like that what did it mean specifically for you to to adopt that to your name uh the fans started chanting i never got it i i like when i was in miles and Rouse, i never understood it until i was like okay the things that i do in this ring is more like they chant don't die for a reason and now they chant don't die for a reason now that i can turn that into the guy that i am today because when they chant that and i was like Oh, I understand now why they chant it. And then now all of a sudden it's like a turnaround to where it's like I can incorporate I can incorporate that into myself and I could be myself. No, I mean it's it's interesting because like that chant has a, a long lineage in, in pro <laughs> wrestling, like dating back to Paul London and Ring of Honor back in like the early two thousands. I love Paul London yeah, and Brian Kenny as a tag team. That oh, was God. oh my gosh. I That's wish they came back. Those are one of my favorite tag teams to that era. <laughs> like, this is so good. See, this is why this is why Freddie needs to come on, man. <laughs> Backflips together. Yeah, the Florida man. There you go. <laughs> he might do a, a moonsault or something. He probably can. Never know. Uh, but like looking back at the people that have yeah, had that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Looking, oh no, you're fine. Looking back at the people that have had that that chant kind of synonymous with them, does do you take any like sense of pride or any meaning from having that chant be associated with you now? Yes, I do because when they chant "Don't die," it's like not. I literally start like getting like goosebumps and getting motivated and getting moving and just like every like once you see like a couple of clips and I was just, like stomping the mat and I was like, all right, I gotta go. I got to go. I got to get up. And it's like moves me to where it's like these people are, everybody's chanting for me because of the fans. And they, I really didn't, I didn't really give a fuck. And I was just like, all right, cool. I'm gonna get up because they are chanting for me to not die, not to stay on a mat, not to take a three count, not to, it's so many, so many things that go through my head when they chant, don't die. I'm just like, I have to get up. I have to do this for my family. I have to do this for my, my fans, my family, everybody that, that pretty much, are believing in me to keep me going and when i hear that don't die miles chant it's just like i i i kick it into gear and i like it's a whole nother level 
and it just like takes off and that adrenaline just takes off and it gets me um and that's that's how it pretty much evolves into don't die miles i was like all right i'm gonna incorporate this into my name towards, towards myself and i'm gonna be myself in wrestling no, and it definitely helps whenever you're getting ready to take those uh, shooting stars with your eyes closed too. I imagine. <laughs> yeah, like I did a shooting. I used to do shooting stars until like the outside of the ring. And I still do, but I'm surprised that where it's just like I can get. I just I practice it. I used to practice the springboard uh, shooting star presses too, mm. and um, I realized that like if I do it with my eyes open, I'm be more scared. But if I do it with my eyes closed, I'm gonna be like okay. I just imagine that I'm flying and hopefully I'll land on it. And I, I'll be like halfway through rotation. I'll look up and I'll be like, oh, I made it. And then I'll like land. I'll be like, okay, cool. I didn't die this time. And then <laughs> that's that's one of the things that keep me going. I'm just like, thank God. I nailed it. <laughs> no, it's, and speaking to to your in-ring style, like obviously like you're you're known for, for the high-flying risk-taking style that you have, but you've also been kind of stepping into different styles of wrestling recently like obviously with paradigm you were on the first no hook show i believe that was the match where you faced heater right yes on that first no hook show and that was much more of a like hard hitting like style match and then obviously with the uwfi uh contender series that paradigm's been doing you stepped into the ring there for a couple of more uh shoot style uh matches there what has it been like for you to kind of adopt your style into these st- types of matches that, you know, don't necessarily focus or cater more towards a high flying style. It's really fun. I get to experiment of like, I used to take, uh, in middle school, I used to take a little bit of jujitsu, like not jujitsu, but Kung Fu. Uh, it was, it was in my back pocket, but I never knew how to use it. Mm. And I knew some judo flips and everything, but I just never knew how to use it. I started like, I literally just started like experimenting on the uh, UWFI kind of rules. I started like trying to figure out what, what, I, what I can do and try to figure out like what, how to make it look like an actual fight. Like I watched UFC too as well. And I try to like realize that like, hey, like this is actually a fight. If something goes wrong, oh well, like if, like it's UFC pretty much. It's not UFC, but it's like a UWFI old school match. I started watching film as well. I started studying. Uh, I got a couple of clips sent to me. I started studying more and try to figure out what fits in UWF style for me. And I try to learn and adapt as much as I can also and just try to have fun. Where do you feel like you are currently like having a couple of those style of matches under your belt? Like, do you feel like comfortable at all with that style yet or like you just or did you, are you wanting to do more uwfi style matches i always want to do more like i always want to learn and get better at something that that's uncomfortable for me to step in the ring and i also want to get revenge against bobby beverly because he suplexed me out of points you need me in the face but it's okay i'm a comfort that ass bobby beverly trust me <laughs> uh, uh yeah i always i always want to see my, I always want to adapt and improve on anything that I cannot, like, I, I like some of the styles that I can't do, I wish that I could do. And I want to make sure that I can improve and learn as much as I can to where I can have some in my back pocket for later. So when I pull it out, it's, uh, it's eye-opening, it's shocking. And it's something that I've been holding on for like my whole entire career, but I've been studying a lot of film and I just like study a lot 
And I just be like, okay, that'll be that'll be useful for one day. And I'll put it in my back pocket. And then I'll just go out there and do it. And people are like, what do you, how'd you do that? Where'd you learn it from? It's like studying film. Study a lot of film. And it doesn't matter if it's like Jet Li, Matrix, uh, Bruce Lee. Like I study a lot of film, no matter what it is. Um, I study a lot of like, I study a lot of wrestling. I study a lot of like everything. Like it's nothing that I don't study and it's, it's starting to be a problem, but it's okay. <laughs> um, I would study, I would study a lot of stuff. And my girlfriend would be like, turn it off, stop studying. I'm like, okay. I mean, I'll study like Gordon Ramsay recipes and I'll try to relate to wrestling. Sometimes I'll be like, all right, cool. Suplex a cupcake. It's fine. But, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I to study for as abrasive as Gordon Ramsay can be, you can definitely get a couple of points from promos out of, out of him from time to time. Yes. I would imagine. Yes. <laughs> Flip over the fucking pan. <laughs> I wish that, I wish it was a Gordon Ramsay gimmick. That'll be awesome. That'll oh, be awesome. I, somebody has to have something like, <laughs> like that. It's coming out soon. Like there hey, has to be something goofy. I seen somebody on the internet that was doing like a Michael Jackson, like kind of thing. And I was like, heck yeah. That's what we need more gimmicks. My girlfriend, she loves uh, gimmicks like Bray Wyatt and like all spooky gimmicks and everything. I don't like it personally because I've been dramatized as a kid and I watched Saw, but uh, she loves the gimmicks like that. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. how do you love a dark side of somebody else? But hey, if it works, it works. I mean, I I'll be terrified to step in the room with Bray Wyatt. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you. I like, no, I don't want any part of that at all. Like I'm from the South. I'm from down near the swamps. I don't want any of it. Like I know that all too well. No, but I, I would say on that note though, like talking about like looking at like a wrestler who has like the, like this duality to themselves, somebody who I, I always look at as a really good example outside of like Bray Wyatt would be someone like Leah Rush. Like looking yes. at the Black Heart, especially the the last match on oh. Fight Forever that came out against Blake Christian. Like, there's just something about whenever Leo Rush taps into that Black Heart persona, that mm -hmm. just it just takes things to a different gear in that way. I I follow Leo Rush on Instagram. Hopefully he sees. His, uh, I really want to face him one day, ah. and hope that I get up to that, to that level. I know that I got a lot of work to do. Uh, I seen the match against Myron Reed and Leo Rush, and I really want to test my wheels against uh, Leo Rush as well. Mm. hopefully I'd, one day <laughs> i'd be here for that i'm here for that match heck yeah Hell wholeheartedly yeah. all right lads ladies and babies thank you so much for tuning into lgbt in the ring um, we'll get right back into the thick of things but i do want to take a pause real quick and say thank you to some amazing people that make this show as rad as it is Starting off with Daniel Quasar, the Progress Pride flag designed by Daniel Quasar is a product of Progress Initiative. You can find out more at quasar.digital. A big thank you to Sarah and the Safe Word for the show's theme song, Formula 666, off the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, and you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp at sarahandthesafeword.bandcamp.com. Um, check out independentwrestling.tv for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. Uh, you can use our promo code LGBTRingPod or visit tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT and get a five-day free trial and peruse their entire library uh, over there at independentwrestling.tv. Once again, promo code LGBTRingPod or go to tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT. 
LGBT and get five days free to check out that service. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at LGBT RingPod. You can follow me on Twitter at WonderboyOTM. And if you're into video games, definitely check out my video game news show, the Mr. Video Game Super Show. I co-host that with uh, Twitch streamers Slacker Kite and Lady Merwin every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific over on twitch.tv slash deadsunentertainment. Uh, it's your weekly roundup of gaming news, uh, and it's always a blast. So once again, check that out every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific over at twitch.tv slash deadsunentertainment. Sun like the star. We'll be right back with more LGBT in the ring. So um, I was going to make a pan pun here to move into the next topic, but I think that's even beneath me at this point because um, one of the main reasons, like obviously like with you, like making the change from Don't Die Miles or from Miles Morales to Don't Die Miles, that also kind of coincided with um, you coming out this past October as pansexual. And, um, you know, you did it very understatedly. Like you just, you basically said like, you know, I don't want this to be a, a big deal or be like everything that I am, but like, this is me, this is who I am. And, and you put it out there. Um, I'm curious, like what, um, what made that moment in, in October, the, the moment that you felt right to finally come out publicly? I felt like I've been holding this for like a long ass time. And I felt like before, actually before that, uh, my cousin and my brother, they did not like it. Mm. And I tried to tell them like, hey, this is who I am. Like, they was like, well, keep it in your back pocket. Don't put it out there in the world for see. I'm like, well, people have to know because I want to be myself. I don't want to be locked away in a jail cell, like saying like, hey, like, this is not like, this, this isn't who I am and stuff like that. Like, it's, it's for me to come out, it's very, um, heartwarming to me and to everybody else that's around me because I feel like I could be myself and now that my cousin and my brother are just like oh okay he is who he is now we have to accept it and it inspired my little my little nephew to come out as well and um I'm just hoping that he doesn't see me my my family doesn't see me differently than uh what they see on TV and uh, what they see on IWTV. Last time, my cousin actually watched my match and he was like, hey man, like good shit out there. Like, I'm proud of you and everything. I was like, hell yeah. Like he didn't mention anything about it, but I was like, okay, I get where you're like, he wanted to be a wrestler too. And I was just like, if you wanna wanna be a wrestler, you have to be about that life. And he was like, yeah, man, like, no, man, I don't wanna train anything. I'm like, okay, you just wanna read the benefits and just like, ride my coattails because you're my cousin but everything else like that's a whole different story for the whole different day like um but yeah they they say they love me and everything and i just want to make them proud all 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 the time and just make sure my mom just she's i'm proud of i'm she's very proud of me and just want to make sure that uh that i'm not disappointed to anybody else and just want to make everybody proud hmm so you had been out at least to some people in your family before you, you made the announcement. I public. tried, I tried to be out to them, but they like shut me down before, mm. before like my wrestling shit started taking off. And then when it started taking off, they was like, oh, we're behind you. I'm just like, are you really? <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, I have to shut I have to shut it out and just try to focus on my wrestling for right now. And just, um, every now and then again, I'll get looks 
uh, and I, I, that's why I stay with my girlfriend right now because of the situation. And I wanted to be in a positive environment than a negative environment. Mm. Well, no, I mean, I think anybody would want to be in, in a more positive environment. And I'm glad that you have one that you, that you can, that you can go to, you know, so that, that's awesome to hear. Um, I guess looking now, like since you have come out and you've, you, there's been like some change in response from some members of your family, even if like, it's not at least to, to your own belief, like fully genuine per se, like, what has it been like for you to at least like have them at least somewhat support you and not necessarily tell you to, to hide your identity anymore? Um, it's been like, it's, I haven't told, like, I, they should pretty much know because I try to tell them to get on Twitter all the time and they, they still, they still don't want to see it, but they know that they know in their back pockets that I'm, I am who I am, but my circle of people is who I'm most, most positive with. And I, I, they support me. So I'm not really worried about like, if my sister doesn't support me because I have a lot of people in my circle that supports me as well. And that's people that, that those are the people that I really care about. Mm. But my mom is also who I care about as well. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, and you, and you spoke about your nephew coming out shortly afterwards. Like did, 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 um, did he um, point to you as an inspiration for, for feeling comfortable with, with doing that? Yes, he did. And uh, he's, he's, he's one hell of a little nephew. Uh, he, he, uh, I try talking, I try talking to all my nieces and nephews nowadays, because I just want to stay in contact with them and make sure that they know that I'm very proud of them and whatever they decide to do. And I play Fortnite with them 24 seven sometimes I try to play Fortnite with them. And <laughs> They would like talk to me about like wrestling and everything. They'd be like, "Hey, how's the belt doing?" I'm like, "It's fine. It's on the shelf right now." I was like, "When's your next match?" I'm like, "It's soon. Hopefully, uh, it's soon." Uh, and I tell them like where to go to and where to, when to watch you. And they watch my match and everything, and they're very proud of me. So I couldn't ask for anything more better. Like I just like to see them smile and make them proud too. Mm. is it important for you to be a source of like encouragement when it comes to these sort of things because of the attitude that your that your family had whenever you previously tried to to come out yes because i i used to babysit all of them and i have a picture mm. with all of them and i just i feel like them growing up now is just like it's movement it's moving me and my heart to do better and make make them proud of who their uncle is and make them like very proud of who their uncle is and let them know that they can achieve anything they want. Don't matter what it is. No, I mean, it's, it's an amazing thing to have a, a role model, especially in, in your family that is encouraging of, of you living your, your true self outwardly and, and empowering that. So I, I commend you on that. It's always, it's always great that. to see. Yeah. <laughs> What's been the response from uh, pro wrestling circles? Like, obviously, like you said, like there are people that you know in pro wrestling that have been supportive, but like overall, like what have you felt in terms of the response from pro wrestling audiences, people that you've been in the ring with and uh, post you coming out? It's been amazing. Like people have been nothing but positive towards me. And I just want to thank everybody out there too that has been supporting me and just 
been very positive and just being my circle of people, which is very positive and very inspiring to where I can do no wrong by being positive. And it's just, I, I just wish this like pandemic would go, would go away because I just want to see everybody back and at normal and drinking water and just making sure that we all wear our mask and we're out there and just being very positive. Cause that was actually somebody at OWA that was heckling a lot. And when he said, I, I literally remember it's like, it was yesterday. He said, somebody do something already. And I ended up drop kicking him. No spoilers, but I ended up drop kicking him Tristan Jordan in the face. And I was like, all right, cool. And I, I wanted to go over and say, say something to him so bad, but I didn't know where he was, but I was like, I'm focused back on the match because you have to shine those people out and let them do what they want. But the promoter from OWA got on his ass and was just like, brother, stop it. You got to stop it. And I couldn't thank him enough for that. And the positive people that was around me and everybody in the locker room was so, so inspiring. And I just can't thank them enough. Like it was, it was awesome that those two days. And then like, I had a panic attack that Friday and I told Trish what was going on with me. And she was like, it's all right. Like she was very, she was very inspirational and she felt, felt, I, Trish Adora reminds me a lot of myself. And when I met her, I was like, she reminds me a lot of myself. Like, this is awesome. Like, it's just very movement to me. It's very moving to me and very heartwarming to me. I just met somebody that's like myself. And I just love that I surround myself with a lot of people just like that. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that, that's a perfect place to move on to the the show that's coming up the day this episode drops on February 11th on IWTV. You know, OWA, Good Trouble with you taking on Trisha Dora for, for the Pan-African uh, World Diaspora Wrestling Championship. Um, obviously, like you've been very vocal online about how important this match is to you, not only because of like being able to face Trish, but with that title being on the line um, and the significance that that title has gained over the past year since it was created and since Trish won it. Um, what was it like for you to finally get the chance to step into the ring with Trisha Dora? I was I was saying to myself before the bell rung, I was like, this is really happening. This is really happening. Like, this is really happening. I'm so proud of, like, I'm just, I'm so proud of everybody. And like, I'm so proud of myself as well. And I just, I was just trying to soak the moment in and just try to make sure that I'm just very, I'm just like very humble and very proud of uh, how far I've came. And I, I was just like, it was just like a, one of those moments you guys take a step back again and just be like, this is really happening. And when, and, and Jay Rose came to me after the match, he was like, I'm not gonna tell you how good you are because you already know that, but we still have work to do. And I was like, I understand. Yes, sir. We got this. And then he just like walked away and I was like, hell yeah, hell yeah. And then <laughs> I just like took that step back again and was like, Hell yeah, we are here doing the goddamn thing. And then just trying to make sure that I stay positive and humble is a very big thing of mine. And I would get like down on myself sometimes. And I would just realize that like what I'm doing outside of what I'm doing in the ring is more positive. And I, I just want to make sure that everybody else stay positive and drink water and just make sure that I'm not a let down and just want to make sure that i just want to interject for two seconds what? he <laughs> genuinely didn't believe the booking was real when i told him 
took us getting to the venue and me being like, there's Trish, go say hi for him to like have it clip. <laughs> he didn't believe that it was happening. Like he's so humble. He'll never tell you that. But he was like, I don't deserve to face Trish. I don't deserve to face Trish. And I was like, yeah, you do, dude. What? And so from a girlfriend perspective, mm-hmm. like he was gl- literally glowing from the second he hit the curtain <laughs> until the second he finally got backstage. Like he was absolutely glowing. So like him facing Trish was an ego boost, if nothing else. Like it was a confidence <laughs> boost. And I think he needed that more than anyone will ever know and more than he's willing to admit <laughs> that's my two cents sorry no you're good i literally <laughs> she's like i needed this she's like i do too i'm like oh man and i was like you don't know how much like i was just like so happy and like my with my circle of people to where i was just like god damn like they really believe in me and i just want to make sure that i just don't let anybody down no, I mean, I think that, like, I, obviously I haven't seen the match yet. I'm very excited to see the match because anytime Trish, like, steps in the ring with anyone, it's usually a banger. And knowing, like, seeing your previous matches as well, like, it's, I think it's one that is uh, highly anticipated uh, coming off of that show. A show that had a number of outstanding matches um, as well. Like, I think that and then O'Shea and Lee Moriarty are, is another yes. one that I'm really looking forward to watching. I really want to watch that. I watched it backstage. I couldn't really see because I was, like, trying to peek out the curtain. And I was so upset. But I'm, I'm going to watch that whole entire, like, I'm going to watch that and no hook right back. As soon as I get all work, I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'm gonna be literally watching those two right back after back and be like, all right, cool. Let's 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 watch this back and see what happened. Because I just can't wait for them to drop. Those are like two of my biggest like achievements so far. I just can't wait until I like I just can't wait. Yeah. Um back to going back to good trouble for a second, because um like obviously the 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 name of the show, Good Trouble, is derived from a term from Representative John Lewis. Um, a staunch civil rights um, uh, activist all through like the the 60s, the 50s, 60s, up till his death last year. Um, someone who is uh, very, very important in, in that movement as well. How important is it to, for you to be the person challenging for a title that is like born out of and steeped in blackness on a show that is named after, like named after a term from one of the most positively held black lawmakers and civil rights activists that we've had in this country. That is blown, like just my mind is like blown away because I, I just felt like it was, I didn't even know that. Like, I didn't even know that, like, I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. The situation is like so much bigger than me and I just, it's crazy. Like I didn't even, wow. I'm just happy to be on the show. Like I, <laughs> I didn't even know about that. That's crazy. I didn't even know about that. I mean, but it, it does add like extra significance to it. I mean, obviously it's a show yes. being held during Black History Month as well, even though I think it was taped before February, but still like it, it's, it's, it has all these different themes like had it filed into one thing that is this amazing presentation. I mean, there has to be like that. has I, I, I would imagine it would 
I don't want to put words in your mouth or anything, but it, I would imagine that would add like extra significance to to yes. being the person challenging for that championship specifically yes. on that show. I wait, weren't we like the only like championship on a card? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Mm. Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, that on top of that, and on top of that, and just like the importance of this match, and it's just like the importance of the show all together. It's just it's inspiring to me to do more and just want to be the best that I can be and just want to show people that I'm not just five foot four and 130 pounds. I can just, I just want to make people proud and drink a lot of water too. Cause for sure. that's what we're here for. Drink water, wear your mask, stay hydrated, stay positive. <laughs> no, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see the match and you know, I, I, I am, I don't know. I, I think that's where I'm going to leave that right there because I'm just excited and like I just love all the different parts playing around it as well. Like it's just really awesome to see and clearly it it, it has an impact on you as well and it's, it's that's just awesome to see too because like I one thing I love about watching you in the ring is that you don't really like hold back your whatever you're feeling in the ring and that kind of ties into the new wave pro show or the, yeah the, oh. where you won the crossroads championship uh, defeating Chase Holiday, uh, another favorite of, of myself, on um, in the finals of Chase the tournament. Is awesome. Chase is awesome. Yeah. That man, he can go. <laughs> I remember. One, I'm sorry, sorry to cut you off. Oh no, you're fine. Was, uh, it was one time at New Age. Man threw me over the guardrail. I said, "Okay." He didn't mean to, but he was like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "I'm fine." After I, you woke up. After I woke that. up, I said that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that man, he's 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 God sent. He's in my heart. I love mm. him. What was it like for you, like whenever you like learned that you were going to be winning that championship that night? Um, and did it really click with you at all until the moment that, that the match was over with Chase? I I didn't know. Like I was just like trying to like like I was I was literally sitting there when the first, when the show started and I was like, this is really happening. Like if I win that, I, Ooh, I just was overwhelmed. I was just like, I, if I win that, Oh my God. Like if I do that, I'm doing it for my mom and I just want to make everybody proud. And I just want to make that. I'm going to make sure everybody like, it was, it was a, like a before, before that championship, it was the uh, ultra rep championship that I've, uh, that I've won. I think that I, I deserve that either. And I still don't think that I deserve uh, the Crossroads Championship, but now the fact that I have like two, maybe like three. You have two belts right now. Two belts. I have two belts right now, and I just I never thought that I would be the guy that that they want to put belts on. Hmm. But I I show emotion because it's real, and it's everything that I do in that ring is real. I don't hold back any tears. I just try to keep going and try to make people proud and like try to make sure that I give my best of my all hundred percent. No. And it, and it comes through, honestly, I think like that moment after you beat chase and then almost immediately start, start crying in the ring. Like it's, 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 it felt very real because it was obviously from, from talking to you, but I, it just, it just, it's one of the beautiful things about pro wrestling is like, not only is it like fun to watch the athleticism and, and the, the stories there, but the emotion that comes through whenever you see the person 
behind the, the character come through in that way. Um, talk to me a little bit about um, letting yourself feel like feel emotions in the ring in that way because not not everybody does a lot of people still like yeah. like separate character from personal um identity well what is it, what is it for you specifically that that makes you feel more comfortable with just like showing everything in, in the ring that's literally all i have like is is wrestling i grew up watching wrestling so like i just i i don't have anything else besides wrestling i don't I yeah, I work a shoot job, but that's that's not what I'm passionate about. I'm just a guy trying to make it and trying to make people proud and just try to make um there was one time I started, saved saved Earl Joseph's job and I literally started crying. I was like, this like the chance, the don't die miles chance, it was real because of the emotion that was going through my body. I was just like, I really did that. I really do that shit. And I I I had to take a step back and I was like Whew, that really happened. Now, that same thing happened when I won a championship. And I was like, after I start crying, I just, I just can't stop. And then <laughs> it's, it's really me. And I just, I just have to let it out because I don't want to hold it in anymore. I feel like if I hold it in, then I'm not going, I'm, I'm going to probably break down in the back or something like that. I have to let everybody know that this is really me. This is really, I'm really showing emotion and, just let it happen because emotion is what we're all here for right and if you can make somebody jump up and down and i literally look back at some of my matches i'm like i made this one kid jump up and down so much to where i i now that i have the power to bring emotion to the ring and let them feel something and connect with something i don't want to hold it back anymore so i just try to put it out there as much as i can no and and it's it's amazing to watch it come through in the way that it does. I mean, really, that that emotional connection is why I think so many people flock to pro wrestling. So, seeing someone be as as outward about it and as genuine about it as yourself just enhances that that buy in. I think for a lot of people, and it enhances that that connection to not just you as a wrestler, but you as a person too. And I feel like a lot of people, when they talk about people like you and you bring up Cole Radrick multiple times in this interview and Cole Radrick is another one that I think a lot of people in that specifically in that in that area there that um really um share a deep connection to um and it comes through in both in both of y'all's characters he helped me a lot with some of the stuff that I was going through and he's been a very a very inspirational part of mine because he showed me a couple of maneuvers and everything like that and how to get into things and just the rebirth of don't die miles and miles in general and he he's one of the, one of my closest friends and I am so humble and happy to have him like with like when I, I remember when I first met Cole it was just like I didn't know he knew who I was until he like talked to me and I was like I, but um, I just, I'm just very happy to have a friend like him because he's very, he's very humble and he just, he helps out the homies and he just, he's, his smile is just like, smile is awesome. And also to be honest, uh, when Cedric Alexander was on the Cruiserweight Classics and he started breaking down Mm. and that was one of the moments to where I've seen any emotion like towards like him and you knew that he had to do this because he had to feed his family and he had to keep going and just when I seen Cedric I was in the breakdown and started crying and they was like sign him that's really emotion and I was like I'm a 
I I I want to be like I want to be like Cedric. I want to be like Cole. I want to be like like Isaiah Broner and just like uh like I don't like I I was scared to be a I was I want to be me, but I I was like I have to I was I was told that I have to start bulking up more mm. and start like getting big and start like lifting weights and I was like I want to be a high flyer. I want to do me. And then I just took that and I just like ran with it and, and co-helped. No. And it's good to have people that are there supportive of you just wanting to be you in, in that way. And I'd say that like you stick into your guns in that way has paid off for you. I mean, obviously you have the championship belts to prove it <laughs> <laughs> right up there. Um, I am curious though, had, had, you know, a lot of the, you're like speaking into the camera, speaking to your mom after winning that belt. Um, have you shown your mom the match since then? Not yet. I'm waiting to go down there because I'm supposed to be going down there. What? Soon. Soon. Whenever we get all the money from the Jonesy shirts. Whenever we get all the money from Jonesy shirts and mm-hmm. figure out a good day to go down there because I've, I'm actually going to call her after this, actually. So I haven't seen her in like two years. And mm-hmm. those two years have been crucial to me because I would I would play the game with my brother and then he would like talk to her and I'd be like, what are you talking about? I try to check up on her as well. And then figure out what she's going through and try to like, because we played pool and then she like played with us. And I was like, I want to be there actually physically with her. I don't want to be all the way in Indianapolis. I was trying to figure out like how to get down there and try to see her again. Because I was one time I went down there, what, two years ago before I met you? How would I know that then? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I went down there one time and I was just like long gas. And I just had to get down there. And I was in my other car. And I spent the night and I was like, I'm really out here doing this. Like, I'm, I, I have to go see her and I'm going to go see her. And she was so proud of me. And I still have the, the, the video on my phone to this day to where her, it was my mom, my, my mom, my uh, brother and my stepdad, they was all joking around. I just like, I still have the pictures and videos and everything like that to where it's just like, it, I, I look at that every day and I'm just like, I want to go see her again. It's mm-hmm. been so long. No, I can definitely imagine that taking a toll. And I, but I'm sure you have the perfect like little gift to show her whenever you show up there. It's like, hey, yeah. check this out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like next month we're gonna try to go up there and see and see her, try to get a hotel and stuff, nice. and try to like I'm not gonna rub it in my brother's face or anything like that. But I'm gonna go over there and be like, hey, this could have been us. <laughs> Oh. I try to go out there and try to visit all the family and everything and try to see what they're they're doing as well. Because yeah. last time I went out there, I couldn't afford anything to pay for. I couldn't afford like my mom dinner and everything. But this time, it's just like going to be different because I, I want to take her out and I want her to feel comfortable with me buying things for her because I've bought, I've actually bought masks and everything, shipped them to her and everything, like the coronavirus and everything like that. And I just, uh, I just got to be there physically instead of like, on the phone because I got to see her. I got to see her face again. Mm. No, I, I don't blame you. And I'm really glad that you're going to have the chance to to do that for the first time in a couple of years there. Like that's always, it's always great to, to, to be around family in that way. No. Um, well, as we wind down here, um, I guess, um, obviously you have good trouble coming up. You have no hook coming up um, later this week. Um, what do you, what's your next goal would you say for in wrestling post those two matches 
Get out of Indiana. Get out of Indiana, dear God. Um, not dear God, but I just want to get out of Indiana. I just want to get out of it's a great state, but I just want to get out of Indiana because there's a lot of stuff blowing up in Indiana right now that I just want to make my name like somewhere else. And I just want to feel comfortable somewhere else because I want other people to see me that never saw me before. I want to be Indiana's best kept secret. Like, don't, but I just want to make sure that I want to get my name out there as much as I can and make people proud as well and get to know me and bring a different flavor to a couple of shows mm. and make sure that I can still make people smile and just make people happy to watch wrestling, have fun. I mean, that's all you can really ask for right now with, with the situation as it is. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> yeah. The pandemic, man, you never know. Did you ever think that we'll be in a pandemic? Hell no. <laughs> Until it happened. <laughs> that 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 shit is crazy. I'm just God. like, we have to wear a mask now, man. Like we have to go to Walmart, wear a mask. I'm just like, all right, cool. We gotta do this. And I'm just like, hopefully everybody wear a mask because I want to get back to the ne- the normal way of living because this mask shit, man, it's tearing a hole to my heart. No, no, I, I I feel you on that. Trust me. Like it's like I think the only places I've really gone throughout this whole thing is like to the grocery store. Maybe like one trip to the coast and that was it. So like, <laughs> like I feel yeah. like I want I want to get back to where I feel comfortable like going out to places regularly. So I'm I'm with you on that. Hell yeah, we'll get there. Hell yeah, yeah. And honestly, like we're we're on we're on the right track right now. We just got to keep mm-hmm. being steady about it and being vigilant about the safety protocols going forward and everything. Um, last question for you. We touched on it a little bit earlier. Um, you know, obviously talking about your playing 2k and Fortnite a lot right uh, now you grew up on uh a lot of the smackdown versus raw games i want to know for don't die miles what is uh your personal favorite pro wrestling video game i would say smackdown shut your mouth i ah. grew up on that uh that was my first ever like smackdown wrestling game um i my mom she bought it for us and she told us not to touch it and she was like don't you touch my dang on freaking uh, my my fucking PS2, and I was like, really? This is yours? And she was like, yes, yeah, it's mine. Cause I'm gonna put my pool and my uh my Scooby Doo on it. I was like, okay, because she had like a she had like a little suit, like a little uh Ziploc bag or something like that, and like little cases and everything in it. And she had fishing, and she loved fishing. Mm. Um, she had real fishing, uh, one, two, and three. And then she had that uh, Scooby-Doo. And then she had the Smackdown for Shut Your Mouth. Those are the only two games for PS2 she had was Scooby-Doo and Shut Your Mouth. Me and my brother literally sneaked and played it every single day when she was asleep. And she was, and when she got up, we had the time system and watch TV. And then it was like, she's like, what are you guys doing? I was like, nothing, nothing. And then after that, she was like, you guys can just have it. It's, it's not really... After a while, she's seen us playing it, playing it, and then uh, my uh, one of the, one of the other guys that my mom dated at the time, he was like, "Let's play the game." We started playing the game, sneaking playing the game. He would go back in the room, like, "Don't tell your mama I did that." I was like, "Okay." And then we play the game, and then like she wake up and she would be like, "How are you guys doing today?" I was like, "Nothing, just watching TV, just uh, watching TV." But yeah, uh, smack down hit your mouth was was is what really sealed the deal for me because like. The action is crazy. You do literally anything in that game. I still have it till this day. And I really, I bought it again. I was like, I grew up on this game and I just love it. No, I, 
I I really enjoy that one too. So I'm I'm with you on that. I love the dynamic though because like most kids growing up, like they have to like argue with their parents to play the game, not because like <laughs> their parents wants to control it, like wants to play it, but just like I don't know. That's just really interesting. Really funny <laughs> to hear the, like don't touch my PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like when she said it, she was like, she, she was, I was like, uh, is it a joke or is it just like? <laughs> Like no, nah, it's not a joke. I was like, okay, I'm just not gonna touch, play, touch a PlayStation. And she loved video games too. And like, that's nothing we connected with too, like video games and wrestling. And I was like, mm. hell yeah, this is this is awesome. Like, I have a mom that loves wrestling and video games. Like, we, like some some people don't get that. And I just I just felt like it's like a bond that brought us closer. My mom and my sorry, they're sorry to be rambling again. No, you're uh, good. My sister, she loved Disney Channel. And it's just like when we was at home and I was like, I'm going to watch Cartoon Network. And she would like be having a remote controller. She would never like give us a, a controller to watch Cartoon Network or like Nickelodeon. Like, it's like, I want to watch Disney Channel. It was like, we would, me and my brother, we, we would literally be rocking back and forth saying, I want to watch Disney Channel. And <laughs> it was one of those things where it's like, she used to always bully us to watch TV. And now that we're growing up, I'm just like, you can't tell me what to watch now. Yeah, now what? And it was just like one of those bonds that just that was awesome i just missed those days no nah, it, it sounds like a really fun uh <laughs> really fun times there <laughs> like with the different family rivalries and whatnot growing up <laughs> that we all yeah because like we we my uh my other sisters when they was uh visiting uh my mom's house they literally woke us up for one christmas was like all right Y'all got uh open up y'all Christmas presents at 12 o'clock. And we was like, why are y'all waking us up? It's like 12 o'clock in the morning. She's like, we just want y'all to uh have a good Christmas. I was like, okay, cool. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. And we got like these SmackDown action figures that like when you put the arms together, they like rip you, they get, get buff or whatever. And then uh my brother, he had Kane. And then I had a SmackDown superhero or something like that. I didn't know which which one he was. And then like he ripped the shirt off of, <laughs> he ripped both of the shirts off of the uh he used to be a destructive little boy. I, 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 he, he used to rip all the Barbie dolls off the legs and then rip off all the uh, all our uh, toys and everything. And we had this dartboard to where we get to uh, play darts and everything. He took that down. I was like, oh, I don't want to play no more. I was like, that's my dartboard. How are you going to take it away from me? And like, he was, he, he's, he's, he was a destructive little boy, I tell you that. But <laughs> his favorite, I realized why, because his favorite, um, his favorite wrestler was Stone Cold Steve Austin. So checks out. Raise some hell. Yeah. <laughs> well, Miles, it's been a blast talking to you uh, on the show today. Um, we'll have to do it again sometime down the line, but uh, let everybody know. Yeah, definitely. Let everybody know where they can find you online. Uh, you can find me online on all social media. Don't die miles. Uh, I have a Twitch account, but I barely get on it right now because I'm trying to update my PC. Uh, yeah, don't die miles on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, like on all the social medias. It's all across all platforms. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Miles. Of course, I appreciate it, Brian. Anytime. Gang, gang, gang. <laughs> wear your mask, please. I, I, please promise me wear your mask in an album public. Um, we're just trying to make the world the same way it was because. We miss it and we want to get back to the positivity. 
My thanks once again to Miles for coming on the show. Um, it was such a blast, such a fun time. I didn't know we were going to end up chatting a little bit about pro wrestling video games and all that good stuff, but I am here for that chat all the time. Um, definitely check him out um, on Ohio Wrestling Alliance's Good Trouble show tonight, debuting on independentwrestling.tv. Also, like Miles pointed out, go check out Paradigm Pro Wrestling's No Hook episode number one dropped on independentwrestling.tv as well um, on Wednesday night. Uh, so definitely go check that out. See what J Rose is cooking up over there in Indiana. Um, it's a, a lot of fun, a lot of creativity coming out of that scene right now, and I'm happy that Miles is, is a part of it, along with so many other outstanding uh, pro wrestlers over in that area. Also, real quick, shout out to Jay the Fan for hopping in there, the surprise run-in, uh, while <laughs> speaking to Miles there. Um, but that is going to do it for us here this week on the show. Um, I know I already said it once, but uh, thanks again to Miles. Um, definitely come back next week. We are getting into a fun season, uh, Cassandro Cup season, uh, potentially there. So we're going to have some more amazing interviews lined up in the next few weeks, uh, heading into March for that event, and I cannot wait. Um, but until next week, y'all stay messy, wash your hands, wear your mask, and happy belated birthday to Darnell Mitchell. Everybody's ready to die. Everybody's ready to die. They didn't see it coming from the top of the bridge. She made it.